Welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. We are your hosts of the show, Karen and Kelly Sarlow. Whether you're struggling with grief or you just need answers, we connect you with spirit to find relief, clarity, and direction in life. We can help you move forward. Hello, Kelly. How are you today? I'm all right. How are you? I'm good. I have a client story in today's medium. And it's a female client that calls um, who wants to hear from her dad. So just before we jump right into what her dad says, would you please name her? Yeah, I'm going to play favorites today and name her after my favorite aunt, Julie. Oh, I love that. Okay. Um, That makes me really happy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, So that just touched my heart. Oh, good. Okay, so um, Julie wants to hear from her dad, and he appears instantly. I can see him clear as a bell. He's he says that when he was alive and he was young, he was a good six fo- a good six footer, <laughs> and then he said as he aged, he went down about an inch. And I said okay, and he shows me that when he was old, that he had beautiful white wavy hair, very thick, beautiful blue eyes. He wore glasses. But then he shows me when he was young, and he had dark wavy hair, very full as well. And he did not wear glasses. So he got the glasses, I'll say much later in life. And I, I offered all of that to Julie, and she said yes. And then he says, um, I want to talk about my daughter first. He said, could you ask her if this is open? Or does she want to ask me anything in particular? And he goes, now, Karen, between you and I, I know exactly why my daughter is asking to talk to me. I've been debriefed by the spirit world. I know the question. And he said, so I want you to write the question down on the paper. And I want you to write down the answer. Well, this is cool. Because for anyone listening... They might be confused as to why Mm -hmm. he's asking, is this an open session? Mm -hmm. But what he's actually doing from the other side is asking for his daughter's consent so that if things have changed last minute for her or if her comfort level has changed last minute for her, that he can meet her needs Mm -hmm. and not what he was previously debriefed on. Yes. So I said to him, okay. So I took out a little um, notepad that was on my desk and I took out um, a pencil or pen, pardon me. And I had just finished going through consent saying I do not take notes. (laughs) So I had to explain to her that I was instructed to write this note down in spite of the fact that I typically don't do that. So there was a little contradiction there. And I, she said, that's okay, you go ahead, you do what you need to do. So I said to him, what's the question? And he said, she wants to know if I loved her. Hmm. So I wrote that down. Did my dad love me? Honestly, if you're listening to this, no one should have to live wondering that question. Mm-hmm. So I asked him what the answer was. And he said, no. And he said, but that's not where I want to start. He said, I don't want to start at this at all because I've done all my homework on the other side and I'm prepared. So I said, okay. And he said, "Um, ask her if it's if she just wants open at the very beginning, because that will allow me to tell my story. And that's what I want. 
but I also want to talk about her first. What I see her, what she has done with her life. I said, okay. So I asked Julie and she said, yeah, she says, you go and do whatever it is the spirit world and my dad have organized. I'm good to sit and listen. Not telling me that she has a question coming. She doesn't say anything. And he starts by saying, I want to confirm that since I've died, my daughter has gone through a divorce and she has literally recreated her life. He said, I want her to know that I have seen how much work she puts in every single day of her life to learn about her own behavior. Now, she didn't start with that. She started wanting to learn about others' behaviors. She didn't understand why others behaved the way they did or why they treated her the way they treated her or why they responded to her the way they responded to her. So she's a big feeler. She's very much all into her emotions, but she's now trying to also figure out, I can't just live in my emotions. I have to understand things better. And I can't just think that I know all the answers because that will only have come from my own experiences in life. And if that, that might've only just come from your feelings, which are an interpretation of your experience. Thank you. You're, you're giving his next message. (laughs) So we'll just, we'll just say you did a great job of doing that. And he says, and she figured that out in a process. She figures this out. And then she comes to realize I have to read books. I have to watch YouTube. I have to go to therapy. I have to have better conversations. I need more education. She's just willing to find an education anywhere she can. And she wants to understand others as much as she wants to understand the self because she understands that you need to get both in order to have a full, uh, full true understanding of all situations. And she's really interested in understanding deeply what motivates So he goes, so she's been studying things like attachment theories. She's studying everything she can get her hands on. It's human psychology. Yeah. And he goes, so I want to say all of this because part of this in in, in a huge way is because of me. It's because of the way that her mother and I raised her. And she's understanding then that everybody's got parents. So they're all behaving the way they behave because of the way their parents raise them. And if you don't do your work, that doesn't change. So he said, I really want you to tell her all of that. And I want you to tell her in such a way, I want it conveyed in such a way, Karen, and I'm going to trust you to do this, that I want her to believe you that it's me. I want her to believe how proud I am of her and how much I I care now. I'm trying, I'm trying to say, I see everything that you've done. So list everything. Don't don't miss anything that I've said. Because she needs to know that I've seen her listen to a podcast, listen to the YouTube, like everything. Name it all. This matters. Because every single thing she's done comes back down to this deep desire to figure out how to love herself because I didn't love her. She's trying to create self-esteem and never knowing that she lacked it until she read books to figure out that she did. 
So she's trying to figure out all the places where there were gaps and holes in her life. And she's taking responsibility to fill all the holes and gaps. So I did. Happily. And I did my best to try to convey to her exactly every little tiny bit of that message. And I have got to say something. Julie sat there and did not interrupt. She would listen and shake her head. She would go, mm hmm. She, she might pause and say, can I interrupt, interrupt for just a second to give you a validation? Or do you want me to give you the validations at the end um, about every all these little details that my dad's telling you? And she says, this gives me such an incredible feeling because it, I feel like I'm almost like in a TV screen and he's watching my life and then he's he's saying from the other side, I see you. And she says, this is incredible, because that's not how I ever felt my dad treated me alive. Not being seen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this experience gives her something that she had missed in that relationship with him when he lived. And then he says to me, okay, I'm going to turn on like a TV. And now I need you to see my life. I need you to explain some things to her about me. And so now I'm going to try and wrap this up for everybody listening, saying that it looks like a TV to me. So you can see it, you can hear it. But you also know that when you watch TV, you have your own feelings. And inner knowings about what's happening next. Yeah, something's happening. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I want everybody listening to this to understand and put themselves into that kind of a place so they can sit down and go, Oh, God, I think I'm starting to understand how Karen and Kelly get this information, and why they can say things with so much context. So he starts and the very first thing I see is he's, he's in the war. He's in the Second World War. And you can just simply see him trying to live. And you can see where he's looking at pictures and where there are other men in war looking at pictures of women, of children, of all of these people, I'm assuming, that are back home, that they want, that they, that they love, or that they want. And I said, so what do you want me to know from this? And he said, when I was in the war, all I could think about was that I'm here out of duty. And he goes, it's my duty, because my government made me do this. And he said, so I didn't have a choice. I had to do this. And now I understand that while I'm in the war, he says, I'm here. He says, do you know what you have to do in war, Karen? He says, like, uh, I have to kill. He says, and I have to destroy people's homes and everything they've built. And he goes, I've never done anything like this in my whole life. And he goes, so all, all of a sudden, one day, I was in my own country, and I was me. And the next day, I'm in another country. And now I, I'm responsible to kill other other guys my age, and, and guys older than me and guys my dad's age. And, and this is crazy. And he goes, and I'm looking at all the guys around me, and I'm losing some of them, they're dying. And he goes, so I'm here out of duty. And he goes, you remember that word duty. And he goes, do you know what I learned about duty? He goes, I learned that when you have to do things out of duty, that you have to bury all of your feelings and all of your emotions and all of your connections, because you can't really get attached to the guys in your group, because 
well, they might die in the next five minutes. So even though you have to rely on them and they rely on you, you are in a horrific place of, I need you, so I have to connect to you, but I can't really connect to you because you might die in five minutes. So I have to be able to shut down really fast. And keep going. Yeah. Or I'm the next one dead. Or I caused someone else to die. It's my fault. And so I don't want to feel what it's going to feel like when it's my fault. So I'm going to shut down all those feelings too. And he says, so then I come back from war and all I want is normal. And he says, normal to us when we were in the war was just the thought of, I'm going to go home someday and I hope I get a girlfriend and I hope I have a wife. Normal is um, that wife's going to love me and I have to go out and get a job. And duty will mean that I'm going to have to stay at that job whether I like it or not. And that I'm going to have to pay all those bills because it's my job to support all those kids because, well, I was raised in a religion. So I'm supposed to have kids. There's no birth control. I'm not supposed to use any birth control. So I'm going to have a lot of kids, which means that your duty goes up, my duty, yeah, goes up that I have to make more money. So I better have a job that is going to make me allow me to provide for all of these children. And there's no way she's going to be able to go out and get a job who's going to take care of all those kids. So he goes, so duty is going to mean that I can't get too attached to those kids because I got to go to work and I can't really be home too long. And then you know, I can't really get too attached to my wife, because I got to go, I got to fulfill my duty in the community too. So I have to volunteer. And he goes, so I end up back home, and I'm trying to live my life out of duty. And as my parents aged, and her parents aged, duty meant that we had to take care of them. So your life is just never your own. Yeah. So he goes, so life was duty. So he goes, so I'm here to explain all of this, because I shut down. And he says, I'm not saying that every man that came back from the war shut down. I did. He says, I'm not trying to say all of them did, but I did. And he goes, and so, but I look like a good person. He said, because I didn't do what some of the other men did. I didn't become an alcoholic. He said, so many of my buddies from war all became alcoholics. And he said, so I didn't, it didn't look like I shut down because I didn't drink. I was in the community. I was in the church. I had a big family. I stayed with my wife till I died. He said, I look like I lived the, the dutiful life. But sadly, I'm here to tell my daughter, I did not love any of it. And I did not love my children. And I did not love my wife. I did everything out of duty, but it all started with the war. And your, your life being taken away from you. Yeah. That's heartbreaking. Yeah. And, and I don't know, I'm sure you're probably going to get to this, but it's fascinating to me that Julie can probably sit there and understand, hopefully, with, with you know someone who has maturity, okay, my dad did not love me. He was not capable. That part of him shut down. But how loved you can feel in that moment when that soul provides you the clarity of its, its human limitations and how much they're loving you in that moment to give it to you. You've ruined my show. Oh. Oh. Okay. You have. 
and I'm laughing, but I don't know what to do now. This is one of those moments when we're when we're recording the podcast that I sit here and implode. You can wish them a happy Saturday. Because <laughs> I just don't know where to go with my story. But I'm good. I'm gonna I'm gonna try. <laughs> Even though everybody now knows the ending of it. But also everyone loves the affirmations. Absolutely. So, and thank you. So what happened then was um, I I gave as as much clarity as I could, as much emotion as I could, as much facts as I could, because there are people that say, I'm skeptical. I want facts. Yep. But Julie doesn't want just facts. She's asking about love. She doesn't want to just hear um, the the gray hair and the blue eyes. She She's here to ask a question that goes beyond what skeptical people show up for. Yeah, and I think, ironically, fact is um, subjective to most people. Yes. Right? If, if yeah. someone came in as a client yeah. and was like, dead certain they didn't feel loved their entire life and you said to them, oh, your dad's here and he's saying that he didn't love you, mm-hmm. they'd be like, yep, that's true. Yeah. And they would uh, they would take that on yeah. as a fact, you confirming the reality they observed for themselves versus someone else who's maybe wondering it or has no emotional intelligence to understand what love looks like, sounds like, feels like, et cetera, mm-hmm. might look at you and go, well, what does that have to do with anything? Mm-hmm. What kind of information is that? And mm-hmm. you're like, well, it's kind of everything to someone else. Mm-hmm. You've you've done a wonderful job explaining, Julie. So Julie sat there and said, well, this is what I suspected, that he never did because I never felt it. So she said, uh, I, my question here today, and that's when she brought up, this is the question I wanted to ask. This is what I called you for. I wanted it confirmed. And, and she says, but there's more. I didn't just come here because I wanted it confirmed. That was part A. And she says, and so you've done that. She says, because I don't want to hear from my mom or my siblings that or, or strangers. Of course your dad loved you, honey. He's your dad. Yeah. She says, because I've had that all my life. She said, I've had people tell me that all, all my life. She says, I don't want to hear that. She says, I wanted the truth and I knew I was going to get it here. And she says, my, my, my reality is that my dad did not, that he actually just performed dutifully. Mm-hmm. And she says, you've done an absolutely awesome job of describing it as duty. Yeah, because let's, let's flip it, okay? Hmm, I'm trying to think of a really good quick example. If I go to the grocery store and the 17-year-old at the end of the cash register bags my groceries, and I come home and go, Mom, the 17-year-old is in love with me. You'd be like, honey, well, let's book you in with John Collins and let's get you some therapy right away. Plug to John Collins for therapy. Um, that's duty. Yeah, That's his job. And yeah. if you're going to say, well, of course he loves you and cares about you. He bagged your groceries for you. Same fucking thing. Just mm-hmm. because someone performs a duty does not equal... The fact that they love you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. So then he says to me, he says, so you write, show her the notepad. 
So I did. I, I showed Julie the notepad. I said, your dad told me at the very beginning of the session that you actually had a question. And he wrote the question down. So I showed it to her and I showed the answer was no. And she sat there and she said, this is, this is exactly what I needed. She said it was just validation for what I know to be true emotionally and spiritually and factually in my life. She says, thank you very much. And then, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, like, I don't necessarily want to say a secure person, but a mature enough person doesn't behave the way Julie did right in that moment and then turn around on a sad day where she feels upset that her dad doesn't love her and makes you evil, mm, makes the yeah. message hurtful and yeah. wrong and and anything else. She can take that on the good, the bad, the worst day and go, it still simply confirms my reality, mm -hmm. no matter what I feel about it. Yeah, and Julie and I had a talk about that. She said that it really helped when her dad um, wanted to describe what it was like to be a young man in his 20s and being plucked out of his home um, as, as I'll say a regular person and plunked into a war mm -hmm. where he's literally fighting for his physical life and where he's watching other people die um, who he knows and he doesn't know mm -hmm. and where he's destroying things all these beautiful homes and places the land the trees everything and consequently that, everything within him yeah yeah he develops so much empathy and that's the whole point of psychology and therapy and self-awareness is to understand, okay, I'm growing up, you know, maybe I'm a full-blown adult with a, a father who never loved me. And that's awful and painful to be your reality. Yeah. But I have so much compassion for the fact that my dad couldn't, that he had limitations. Yeah. And that so many circumstances were beyond him because mm -hmm. it was a different time. Mm-hmm. There was limited education compared mm -hmm. to now, etc. And then dad explains to me that um, he ended up with mental health issues. I fucking guess so. Yeah. He said, you know, I ended up with shock treatments in hospitals. You know, back years ago, they did shock treatments. He said, and they did damage to my brain. And he said, and then I would be what you called very disengaged and unable to feel and exhausted from everything that I went through in life. And he said, and at that point, it was almost it was just impossible for me to create those new wirings to be able to begin to feel. Mm -hmm. So he says, so this is how I died. And he says, I would like to say now to my daughter, that she has a second question. And he says, I want to answer that. She wants to know if I love her now. She wants to know if now that I'm in the spirit world and I'm all healed, because that's what she believes, that you heal when you go into the spirit world, that you have every opportunity to be loved, to see your life, and to have a full healing of the, your life experience on earth. She wants to know, do I love her now? And she already believes that I do. She just wants to hear it because I'm her dad. And so... Please give me a voice, Karen. Please look at my daughter and again, muster up every emotion that you can where you have felt love in your own life to convey to my daughter that I love her now. And he says, I want her to hear that. And as best you can, I want her to feel that. So I did. 
Jesus, I had done everything I could so this woman could totally feel what her dad feels for her and gave her that, that answer or that question in answer to her second question. And she just sat there and looked at me and said, uh, nailed it. And she says, as much as I also knew the answer to that question or feel that I do because it's what I believe, this is why I booked the appointment because I want this experience. And a medium is the person to give me this experience. Well, congratulations. Yeah, I, thank you, Kelly. Mm -hmm. It's um, it's quite a beautiful experience to feel what we do when the spirit who's crossed over the dead person um, wants us to share their feelings with our clients. And not all clients are willing because of the word skepticism. Some of them, you know, are not healthy skeptics and don't allow themselves to feel it. Well, and some are also not mentally or emotionally well enough. Yes. And, and ready, right? Ready, yeah. willing, and able are a completely different situation. Right. Um, aside from skepticism. Yeah. So it's beautiful that she showed up the way that she did and the timing that she did. Yes. Julie did a great job. As did Karen, as did Dad. Thanks for listening to Coffee with the Sarlows. If you enjoyed the show today, help spread the love with a like, share, or review of the podcast. See you next Saturday with a brand new episode.